Africa. It's going to be a, basically a sharing from my heart. And I believe that God has some principles that we can learn from it. And above all, that uh, we can walk in closer unity with Him. And uh, there is one of the prayers that Jesus prayed that was often not preached well in the church is the prayer that is recorded in John 17. We know pretty much the prayer that Jesus prayed and taught us how to pray and that's in Matthew chapter 6. We call it the Lord's Prayer and uh, he never asked us to repeat it. He asked us to practice it and it is different from repeating than practicing. Repeating comes out of memory. Practicing comes out of uh, a lifestyle, a habit that you choose to live. And uh, we are not going to dwell in that prayer, but there is another prayer that we wanted to meditate on this morning. Is a prayer that's recorded in John 17. It is a very interesting prayer. And this prayer is something that uh, I've been uh, deeply impacted with. And I wanted to share some few thoughts on that. And uh, let's turn our Bible to John 17. This is actually happens in a night before the crucifixion and uh, this is happens during the time when 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 Jesus was about to be betrayed and they prepared this Passover meal and uh, they actually break bread and uh, actually they were praying and Jesus said there's someone here who dips the bread with me he's actually going to betray and Judas leaves the scene and uh, and in the midst of all this Jesus lifts up his voice and he started praying so let's take a few moments and uh, dig into this uh, and I'm, I'm reading from the new king james version so if you have any other version it might sound different to you so it goes on like this jesus spoke these words lifted up his eyes to heaven and said father the hour has come glorify your son that your son may also glorify you and let's stop here for a moment this passage tells us something very important. Jesus did not go to the cross yet. He did not die there. But Jesus here praying a prayer that says, Father, glorify your Son also that the Son may glorify you as you have given him the authority over all flesh that you should give eternal life. Remember in the Old Testament, all flesh, God has given authority. That was to the old Adam. The old Adam had an authority which was a very strange thing because God created mankind. Many people say this and I'm going to say it maybe it may be a shock for some of you. Many people think God's eternal purpose for mankind is to save you and get saved and I beg to differ on that. Why? Because Adam and Eve when they were created they didn't sin. And if God's purpose was to just to save person, then it doesn't make sense. How come God created Adam and Eve without sin? Can you get my point? So God's purpose is not only for salvation. It is important to get to know the eternal purpose. But God's purpose is more than salvation. It's to find Jesus being your life in every area of your lives. And that's the eternal purpose of God. And that's why uh, here Jesus emphasizing, again, this is a prayer. And he's praying in the Spirit, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, praying. And you have given him authority over all flesh. Because man was given authority. He was given take dominion and be fruitful and multiply. That was an authority God has given. But 
when adam disobeyed god by default he obeyed satan that means he disobeyed god so when he disobeyed god he obeyed satan he swapped leadership he swapped the covering that's why here jesus has to come as the last adam without sin to restore and he says this he has given all authority over flesh that he should give eternal life remember this is going to shock you when god said you you have to read for yourself in genesis god created everything and in the garden in the middle of the garden he puts couple of trees one is the tree of life and then there's another tree called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and look at this this is this is shocking when god said to adam and eve he said actually he was inside adam so when god said to adam and he said you can eat any tree you want but not from the tree of the knowledge of the good and evil that any tree you want includes the tree of life hello and it's right there in the middle right there in the middle the tree of life god's original design was to give you life life evermore but satan sneaked in and he wants us to eat that fruit of the knowledge of good and evil and what happens that's why jesus has to come and stop i mean god has to come and stop adam to eat the tree of life until the last adam comes and he gives the life that is eternal amen isn't it beautiful so this prayer is actually is a parallel to what's happened in genesis he's praying in the spirit to realign mankind to the original design what was the original design god placed man in the garden garden is not a physical sense it's the fellowship the presence of god when god put man in the garden is actually god desires man to be in his presence but what is the presence of god it's not just going to church on sunday morning it's not just to singing couple of songs that makes you give you emotional goosebumps it's not just uh, some teaching that's going to uh, give you some encouragement you're going to say shout amen hallelujah you know it's more than that it's the presence of god is the garden that means the constant fellowship that's why god gave you that that sense of like he put the tree in the middle so that you can have life life in abundance Now Jesus is praying you have given all authority to mankind and to all flesh because remember Jesus is a full representation of God himself and that's why in John 1 says God in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and word was God amen so don't lose me here this is quite intense to understand so he is actually saying all authority has been given to me and to the flesh to give eternal life so he is actually saying this man that's supposed to eat from the garden the constant fellowship having life has been cut off for thousands of years god thank you so much for coming thank you so much for glorifying your name what is glorifying fulfilling your mind the kononia the that the, entering into this presence of god that the weightiness of god the presence of god this mind of god the culture of god glorifying your name in such a way that mankind can have eternal life as many as you have given him again this is a choice this eternal life verse 3 that they may know you 
one true god and jesus christ whom you have sent remember jesus christ is i like what bill johnson says jesus christ is perfect theology it's actually a paraphrase of what hebrews talks about where paul says many people think it's different writer i still think it's paul and uh, call me old school i don't care but in author of hebrews he says jesus christ is the perfect representation of the invisible god so here this eternal life has been given by one true god jesus christ whom you have sent i have glorified you on the earth i have finished the work which you have given to me to do now verse 5 and now o father glorify me together with yourself with the glory which i had with you before the world was remember john said in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and word was god so when god put mankind inside when he created you remember when god created mankind he already created everything that mankind need to survive not just to survive but to thrive so that's why here already god has prepared everything but the mankind blew it all right and he blew it that's why god has to come and he has to come in a form of a man and i've said this before i'm going to say it again the son of god became a son of man so the sons and daughters of men can become the sons and daughters of god and that's what happened when jesus came he brought us back into the garden so where we can have life in abundance and look verse 6 says i have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world and this is so beautiful out of the world the world talks about the systems so out of the systems there is a remnant god is raising who can come back to the garden to have this life in abundance you may be a doctor you may be an engineer you may be a software engineer who works in a bank you may be a, a medical fraternity or you may be uh, someone who's a housewife a homemaker uh, someone who's doing a business whatever it is out of the different spheres of influence god raises up a remnant who can come back in this life that christ has to offer to us amen and this is the verse 6 it says i have manifested your name to men to whom you have given me out of the world that they were yours and you gave them to me and they have kept your word now they have known all things which you have given me are from you i have given to them the words which you have given me that they received them and have known surely that i came forth from you they have believed that you sent me i pray for them i do not pray for the world but for those whom you have given me for they are yours and all mine are yours and yours are mine and i am glorified in them so god is basically i mean jesus basically is saying you know i came here to bring back your original design father what is the original design that mankind was supposed to stay in the presence of god in the garden to have life in abundance and now because of the old adam messed up i came here to bring back this precious people out of this world who choose to come back into the life if we can pause here and think about it if we can think about this for a moment christianity is all about doing you see when you are out of the garden 
you wanted to strive you wanted to do things but when you are in the garden it's the presence it's the beauty of god himself the bible says there were trees planted among the rivers and they were flowing with fruits and and even the one of the old testament prophets they said he said out of the trees comes fruits that brings healing and what i am trying to say is this there is no striving in the presence of god there is always if you are striving if you are trying to say i have to do this i have to get this i have to you know make sure you know then you have to check your heart have you got out of the garden if you go out of the garden what happened to adam this is the curse that got out of the uh, when he got out of adam the sweat came and he has to earn everything for his living this is what religion does you have to earn that's why we have an emphasize you got to do this then god will bless you you have to do live like this then god will bless you you have to wear certain clothes then god can approve you i'm not saying those things that spiritual disciplines are not necessary but let me tell you spiritual disciplines are not the end goal by itself spiritual discipline should lead you to the life himself that's why i've said this before i'm going to say it again the instructions of god are meant to lead us to the instructor himself amen the instructions of god are meant to lead us to the instructor himself so the original design of god is to bring man back into the family back into the garden back into this fellowship where he can have this beautiful fellowship and that's why here it says in verse 9 i prayed for them that i do not pray for the world those who are stuck in the religious activities you know it's impossible for them unless unless they get this revelation they are stuck into this but i do not pray for the systems of the world i pray for whom you have given me for they are yours and all mine are yours and yours are mine and i am glorified in them this is a lot of times the word glory is mentioned the culture of god and now i am no longer in this world but these are the ones in the world i come to you holy father keep them through your name whom you have given me that they may be one as we are now we are coming to the center part of the prayer this is so beautiful if you this is this is going to blow your mind now jesus is saying i have come did the last adam thing what the first adam messed up i brought them back into the garden the fellowship the kononia this beautiful dwelling in there now bring them back i now i'm going to go back to you now they are going to be in the systems of the world my prayer is that they won't get sucked up into the system they will stay in the garden and this is what he says this is what he says look at this verse 11 now i am no longer in the world but these are the one in the world i come to you holy father keep them through your name those whom you have given me that they may be one as we are remember in the garden what god said let us create mankind in our image and what is god put man in the center of the garden tree of life the word one and the word holiness is the same the word holiness is not doing it's being and the word one it's coming together in unity and this is what father is saying 
the the father is longing to communicate through his son jesus and the holy spirit is praying this prayer through jesus saying hey they got out of the world but let them not go back into the world let them come back stay in the garden get this life get this oneness the holiness not doing but being in one come on come on i get goosebumps when i think about this this is the reality of what christian lifestyle is supposed to be this is kingdom lifestyle but we have moved on from there we have reduced this oneness the holiness this being dwelling in the presence of god we moved this to something as a habit that we do it on sundays imagine if you do this i mean sorry excuse my uh, vocabulary imagine if we live this every single day we would not think sunday is more holier than monday we would not think worship means only 2 minutes or 20 minutes of uh, songs that's going to give us a upbeat song a low beat song we would not think communion is just a ritual that we do it once a month we do it once a week but as a family we take every day you know that's not to be proudful statement that's the reality we are just got the revelation that we wanted to realize that this communion is part of worship giving is part of worship eating the word is part of worship praising god is part of worship praying is part of worship we would not limit prayer to a 10 minutes or 20 minutes stotram 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 no we would take this into a deeper level where prayer is having this talk with god and listening to him walking in this fullness can you imagine this and that's what the father is saying through jesus now look at this verse 12 while i was with them in the world i kept them your name those whom you have given them i have kept and none of them is lost except the son of perdition this judas the scriptures must be fulfilled but now i come to you that these things may speak to the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves so this one thing god is saying it's so beautiful this is where he is giving this prayer and he's saying the primary emotion of god is what joy and he's saying i know they're going to get out of the world when they got out of the world there's going to be a lot of people going to manifest on them they're going to think you are nuts but let them know my prayer for them in the midst of them where they are in the world as sheep in the midst of wolves let the joy the emotion that you and me and the spirit carries will be their emotion amen this is so beautiful and let's move on verse 15 i do not pray that you should take them out of the world you see religion says how to get to heaven quickly kingdom says how to bring heaven on earth amen that's why jesus never said pray our father in heaven suck me to heaven as soon as possible no our father in heaven hallowed be your name you know i remember listening to a, a teaching from a guy from sri lanka and he said this moment when you say our father you are actually making a spiritual warfare because our father basically does not resonates with any religious associations in this world no religion calls their god father and number 2 our father goes quite counterculture against our individualism the materialist thing it's me 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 and it blew my mind when i heard about this it's like wow that's what it says here you know i do not want them to take them out of the world but keep them in this world from evil one what is the evil one if you look at the word e 
L-I-V-E-L. You reverse this, it's L-I-V-E. That means when there is no life, there is evil. Amen? That's what Jesus is saying. You know what? Take them not away from the life. Keep them from anything that takes the life out of them so that the joy will be strong. Amen? They are not of the world as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth and your word is the truth. And if you read John 15, you are already clean, God says. But the word sanctification is not something you attain. It's already been attained by the blood of Jesus. Amen. As you send me into the world, I have sent them into the world. Again, God came to bring mankind back into this family. Now God is sending us to bring the lost sheep back into this family. For their sakes I sanctify myself. They also may be sanctified by the truth. And this is where I wanted to wrap this off. And this is where he constantly says, at least five times he says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Now, the mandate for you and me is not to get into the family, into the presence, into this beautiful garden, but to bring others into the garden. Amen. How beautiful it will be if a Christian community walks in this revelation. There will be no competition. There will be no performance. There will be no strive. Is my church better than your church? Is my, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like it, there will be no chaos. This is exactly what the Lord is desiring. That's what he says. I pray for these, not for these alone, but for also those who will believe in me through their word that they may be one, again, being in the fellowship, holiness, one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that you may be also one in us, that the world may believe that you send me. You know, I remember reading this book written by E. Stanley Jones. He had a conversation with uh, our father of our nation, Gandhiji. And uh, he asked Gandhi, it's on the book of Christ of the Indian Road, and he asked Gandhi, please, can you tell me what are some of the ways that we as Christians should do in order for India to become a Christian nation. <laughs> this, this was the question raised by a missionary to Gandhiji. You know what Gandhiji said? This is what Gandhiji said. If every Christian be like Christ, India is a Christian country. <laughs> and then he, he asked another question. Why you are not a Christian? And he said, the only reason is I like Christ, not Christianity. And that's a very sad reality even now. And this reality is what Christ is talking about here. That they may be also know. Look at this verse again, verse 21. That they all may be one as you, Father, are in me. And I in you, that they may be one in us. That the world may believe that you send me. Today we are so divided, church. My prayer is for Papa's house that you and me will never go into that spirit of religion but live in the garden as one with him and looking for an opportunity to share this revelation, bring others into the garden. You know, when you live in the garden, you're not going to compare yourself. You're not going to reduce yourself to the opinion of others. When you live in the kingdom, you are not going to 
think like the religious mind only the religious mind reduces themselves to the opinion of others that's why we look for this performance striving did i do well how many likes did i get how many people said wow enjoyed the sermon brother hello when you live in the garden it's between you and daddy it's the fellowship the constant out of that life and everything that you do brings life amen i want you to i want to challenge you if you have not lived in the garden come back come back to the garden that's your original place amen look at this verse 22 glorify which you have given me as i have given them that they may be one just as we are one i in them and you in me that they may be made perfect that the world may know that you have sent me and i've loved them as you have loved me i think it was st francis of agassi i'm not sure who said this you know go into the all the world and share the gospel but use words only if it is necessary and the greatest way of preaching the gospel is living and carrying jesus every day in our life and i have blown it big time and the greatest ministry comes out of from your greatest weaknesses and greatest uh, mishaps you know and i want to challenge you don't neglect those things bring those things god restored the fellowship of adam that's you and me back into the family through his son and god is restoring us and look at this this is how he closes off and he says father i desire that they be also whom you have given me may be with me where i am where god is in the garden that they may behold my glory which you have given me and you have loved me before the foundations of the world that's what in john says in the beginning was the word the word was with god and word was god amen o righteous father why he has to say righteous father because god's desire is to restore back mankind and the only way he can restore back the word righteous means right standing before god is to send his son amen righteous father the world has not known you but i have known you and these they have known that you send me i have declared them to your name and will declare it that the love which you have loved may be also in them and i in them church imagine this if we can live the way christ lived love the way christ loved have fellowship in the way christ fellowshiped there will be no con- competition there will be no jealous there will be no strife of proving there will be no titles you know some people have four titles in the front and another four or five degrees at the back the best way a leader can do to himself or herself is to reduce your name to your first name you know what does that mean it means that even you are not defined by your last name my last name is you know victor and i used to uh, i am a daniel victor you know and i used to think oh man my grandpa daniel did this did this those are all you know the baggage it brings the victor oh they were doing this you know all those things are not your definition the definition is who you are in christ amen and i want to challenge you don't be bothered by the titles and if you look at all the big examples in the bible they all reduced into the single first name 
the friend of god how do you call a friend of god moses how do you call the father of faith abraham hello how do you call the guy who built the entire wall in 52 days nehemia how do you call a girl a teenage girl who dared to stand before the king yes sir hello how do you call this teenage girl who's willing to say yes so the holy spirit can come and bring christ the savior into the world mary hello and most of all the savior of the world jesus there is no reverend dr jesus there is no you know bishop jesus titles shouldn't define you if titles define you you are the most insecure person on planet earth and you are sick you need healing <laughs> so i'm going to conclude this what is the desire god wants us back in the garden he wants you back in the garden how he wants you to back in the garden to come in the realization of what christ has done so let this prayer be your prayer and if you are listening this i want you and if you are saying man charles i feel like i'm not in the garden i feel like i'm outside the garden i feel like i just come to the garden then go back into the world i want to pray for you just put your hand wherever you are i want to pray for you put your hand on your heart wherever you are and i want to pray for you father in jesus name what a desire that you have for us that we would stay in the garden and father you never you never desired to live in the world trying to run like a rat race try to win the rat race even when we win it's we are still rats it's never your design that we will strive like this try to prove to people try to prove to our parents try to prove to our authority try to win people's approval trying to win the applaud trying to see that who is the boss trying to dominate through our power and authority oh lord it was always to be in the garden to live to take that life and to have that fellowship father thank you for this revelation help us help us never to go back now we are not praying that we would you would take us out of this world but we are praying that we will bring your kingdom live your kingdom lifestyle the garden lifestyle in the world and i pray through us you will restore humanity our friends our family our our close kith and kin the co-workers back into the family this beautiful place that you have kept for us we thank you father in jesus mighty name and all god's people say amen amen, amen.